What's up, everybody? Welcome into what is now the off-season edition of the Brick House segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with CISO and Nick. My name is Wemby. Today, we're talking about me, Victor Wembyama, then a bunch of other pointless topics, some trades and some other draft picks and dumb stuff that won't matter for the next 20 years while the Spurs win every NBA championship. But first, I want to give a shout-out to one of our sponsors, and that is StubHub. No matter the event, StubHub has the tickets for you. StubHub sports, concert, and theater tickets as low as $6. The NBA season may be over, but guess what? It never stops. We got the Summer League coming up in Vegas. Me, Victor Wembanyama, is going to be playing in the Summer League in Vegas. Okay, We also got the uh, the MLB season in full swing, as well as preseason and regular season NFL and college football right around the corner. So if you want to go watch any of that, Hit the link in the description to get your tickets at StubHub today. But the topic we're going to start with is not me, Victor Wembanyama. Wow, SMH. I, I wanted to start with me today, but we're not. Okay, we're actually going to start with this Chris Paul Jordan Poole trade. The Warriors have officially acquired future Hall of Fame point guard Chris Paul from the Warriors. And in return, the Wizards received Jordan Poole, a first-round pick and a second-round pick. So the Warriors obviously get rid of Poole and his drama and him getting punched in the face and his contract to bring in Chris Paul, who will now join Golden State to try and help them win a title after years of being beaten by Golden State and probably being prevented from a few titles himself over the years from Golden State. So it's going to be an interesting fit just to kind of see how all the the old old drama kind of comes up about. So, Nick, I'm going to go to you first on this one, man. Who won this trade, and are the Warriors title contenders again? So I definitely think that the Warriors won this trade. It seems like the Wizards have... You know, they've, they've decided to rebuild a year or two too late. Uh, but, you know, better late than never. So the Wizards, they, they got to start at some point. But for the Warriors, I mean, if we if we look at last year and just how much Steph Curry had to do on the ball, I think this is such a great addition for him to have less pressure just to orchestrate the offense and to score 40, 50 points and to get 10, 15 assists as well. So huge addition now with curry playing off ball that's going to put tremendous pressure on the defense and uh i'm i'm super excited to see how how those two are going to play out yeah it's gonna be interesting man uh there's been a lot of talk about fit uh as far as you know does cp3 come off the bench does you know does does he start you know what do they do with you know clay now what's you know what's going on because they obviously have an aging team so yeah it's definitely going to be interesting to see how you know this whole thing fits and especially like i talked about the the drama through the years with you know golden state and chris paul chris paul shimmying on curry curry last year saying it's not 2014 no more so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see with you know with everything that involves cp3 and the warriors so see so i'm gonna go to you man give me your takeaways from this trade who won the trade do you think the warriors are title contenders again um i definitely think the warriors won the trade just because i'm a I'm a huge CP3 fan. <laughs> and um, I think Jordan Poole, he still has some growing to do. And, uh, and with Curry being option number one in the, the playing style of the Warriors, they got a championship playing style. I, I feel like Jordan Poole, he played well last, last year, but after getting paid, I don't know if the basketball IQ went down or if the confidence got to his head. But honestly, that that issue with him and Draymond could have, you know, could have affected his performance. So I ain't gonna hold that against him. But I would say Chris Paul, in my opinion, is an upgrade just because of his basketball knowledge. 
I mean, a lot of people are concerned with his health, but I think his role will be a lot different than what we've seen in the uh, past couple of years. You know, I think he's going to get in, run the second unit. And then also, you know, Golden State had a big problem with turnovers in the playoffs. I feel, I feel Chris Paul, I mean, he's a assist machine. Like in the last, since he entered the league, he's only second behind LeBron James off assists with catch and shoot threes. So, I mean, I think the Warriors run this trade, but I do not think that makes them a, a title contender. They still got a lot of more things to figure out. Still a few more moves to make. Um, yeah, it's too soon. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I agree with basically your last takeaway there, C. So Golden State won the trade, but they still have moves that they need to make. Uh, obviously, you know, getting off the Jordan Poole contract is huge for them, for them, especially with the new CBA and how, you know, the new CBA penalizes teams that are over the cap. So it's going to be big for them to get off that, you know, four years, $140 million, uh, and, and you don't have to pay really what was a liability in their organization not only on the court you know with his turnovers and his reckless play and no defense but off the court as well you know 30 plus million over the next four years this is good for everyone involved though i think i mean pool gets a fresh start in washington i bet he i bet he's going to average close to 30 a game in washington they don't have anybody else to score right now he's going to get up as many shots as he wants and he's going to be able to do whatever the hell he wants in washington he's going to score about 30 a game or close to it next year and then the Warriors obviously get a clean slate and a player in Chris Paul that can still provide value even at an advanced age. And if nothing else, I mean, they get an expiring contract in CP3. So, you know, if it doesn't work out, they can just cut them or trade them or whatever they want to do. So, uh, but fit, like we talked about a little bit earlier, fit is the question for this move, for this move, I think. So the as far as Curry and Chris Paul go, I don't think they're both going to start because I think both are too small and old to start in the backcourt defensively at this stage in their career especially while Clay isn't the same on that end either. So I think if Chris Paul can embrace that bench role and lead that second unit like you guys talked about, this could work really, really well. However, I also think it's possible that CP3 doesn't want to do that because CP3 has literally never come off the bench in his entire NBA career. So why start now? You know, so I think it's entirely possible. Chris Paul says, fuck that. I don't want to come off the bench. Like bring somebody else off the bench, you know? So, uh, but listen, like I said, you could just wave him or, or trade him if it doesn't work out. So uh, he's on the last year of his deal. But even like, like, like you guys talked about, even if this does work out, this is not a championship team yet. The flaws on this team that were there last year still exist now. There's a huge lack of size. You need bigger bodies down low, more than just Kevon Looney. There's still a lack of defense. Your stars are still aging, and there's still a lot of questions with those young players, those Moses Moody's, those Jonathan Kamingas. And, you know, granted, we still have a whole free agency and lots of offseason to go. It feels like we've already been through a lot of offseason because there's been so many big moves already. But there's a lot of time to go. But I'd pick a few teams before I got to Golden State in the West as of now. But again, a lot will change from now until the start of the NBA season because, the like like we've talked about, the NBA offseason does not stop. And it will continue to go probably through the regular season as well because there's going to be lots of moves at, at, at all times in this NBA, uh, in the NBA in general. But with that, we're going to go to another trade involving the Wizards, but this time involving Knicks Eastern Conference runner-up Boston Celtics as they acquire Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and two first-round picks in a three-team trade with Memphis and the Wizards that also sees them say goodbye to Marcus Smart, who is on his way to Memphis to try and help the Grizzlies 
team who desperately needs some leadership and maturity. While the Wizards get Tyus Jones, Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and what was the 35th pick in the draft this year, as they, like Nick said, are tanking a year too late because I, Victor Weminyama, was in the draft this year, not next year. So, CISO, I'm going to go to you first on this one, man. I'm going to make Nick wait to talk about his Celtics. CISO, <laughs> who won this trade? And can either of these teams win a title next year? Who's more likely, the Celtics or the Grizzlies, to win a title next year? Um, It's pretty tough. I won't say, so this is what I'll say. I won't say uh, neither team won the trade. I think it's a, I think it's a mutual landing spot for both players. I feel like um, Marcus Smart was a lot to the Celtics culture. You know, he's been there about nine years, five Eastern Conference Finals. I feel like he was very important to the Celtics franchise. But Porzingis will bring spacing at the five and rim protection. So I feel like, like you said, the Celtics win with that. And the Grizz win with Marcus Smart bringing culture and, uh, you know, helping. He, I think he's going to be a great vet for the Grizzlies locker room. You know, mm-hmm. Jod needs someone like Marcus Smart on the side of him. Like the whole the whole Grizzlies organization should be, you know, welcoming Marcus Smart with open arms because I think he, he's going to change the culture over there. I just think since the Celtics was already so close, I would say they they have a better chance of making it to the uh, finals than, than the Grizzlies. Because with Ja missing them 25 games, and you know, we don't know what his health will look like because Ja has dealt with injuries over the past couple of years. So I, I feel like the Celtics uh, has a better shot of making a, a finals than the Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like like you said, we've seen the Celtics make the finals, you know, the last – a couple years ago and be one game away last year and be close in the Eastern Conference Finals a bunch of years. So it's hard not to say them, but I think – I really like the Memphis team coming up for next year. If Ja can actually stay on the court and, you know, keep guns off the IG Live, like, he, I think I think they'll, they'll be in a good spot. So, Nick, I'll go to you, man. What do you think about Tingus Pingus going to the Celtics? And who's more likely to win – or who's more likely to go to the finals? Is it the Grizzlies or is it the Celtics? Uh, so I think uh, it's a pretty easy easy question for me to answer for who's going to go or who's more likely to go to the uh, the finals just because one team was one win away. And we, we added the best player, in my opinion, in the trade to our team. So we got Chris Tapps Porzingis. He helped space the floor for Tatum and Brown to drive. He's phenomenal from shooting mid-range threes uh like CISO said he's a great rim protector so I think he adds a dimension that the Celtics were missing because that what we were expecting from Al Horford we're gonna get from Kristaps Porzingis I love Al Horford but we were counting on a 35 36 year old to to play like he was in his prime like he was in Atlanta uh is he I, he might even be older, to be honest. He's older, yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, 37, he, yeah. He's going to be 38 okay. next year, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So he's 30, yeah. So he's just a little too old, and we relied on him too much in the playoffs, and it uh, it kind of killed killed us because he would shoot one for seven, one for eight, one for nine consistently from the, from the three. And when you're wide open in the NBA, it doesn't matter who you are. You got to be able to knock down a wide open three, especially in the playoffs when it matters. So huge upgrade for the Celtics. Um, definitely going to be more moves, but I think that you, you 
it's it's the Bucks and the Celtics Eastern Conference. I in my in my opinion still. So the the other teams are going to have to run through them, and it's 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 going to be like that for a while. Wow, with the uh, disrespect uh, to the Heat, <laughs> with the uh, <laughs> they literally just beat you. Hey, that's hey, that's fine. But I and, hope they uh, don't get they, But they had a run. They had a run through the Bucks and in, in the in the Celtics. Um, so with the Grizzlies, I think Marcus Smart's going to be a great addition. I'm still not like completely sold. I I need I need John Morant to to do something when he's back. And I also think that he's on his last straw in Memphis. If one if one thing happens again. I think he might get traded, or and he's gonna get shipped out of Memphis. So this was a this was great for to bring Marcus Smart in because I think he'll he'll help John John Moran out tremendously, and uh, that that's the that that team need, desperately needed somebody like Marcus Smart last year. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, that's the reason why I like this trade for both teams. I mean, the Celtics get that boy Tingus Pingus, and he's he's nice now. Like, listen, we we didn't get to see a lot of him last year because he's on the Wizards, and ain't nobody watching a fucking Wizards game. Don't lie to yourself and tell yourself you're watching any fucking Wizards game. You didn't last year. Uh, but he's nice. I mean, he's inconsistent. I don't know if he's a winning player or not. And but but again, I, I kind of mentioned it with the Chris Paul trade. The really good thing about this is that. He has just one year left on his deal. So if it don't work, like if it goes all goes to shit, like you can just let him walk in free agency. And Boston got those two Memphis first round picks. So you get the best player and you get two first round picks in the trade, regardless of the negatives, you got to call that a win. I mean, uh, I think everybody here knows I'm not the biggest Celtics guy, but I mean, you got to call that a win if you get the best player and two first round picks in the trade. Cause he's, I mean, he's got all the tools, seven foot three, huge, just huge body shot blocker. Hits threes at a high percentage, can work in the low and mid post, hits mid-range shots as well. He's still just 27 years old. So he is a he's a, you know, in his prime of his career right now. And like Nick talked about, I think this is the Al Horford replacement. Does he bring the leadership, playoff experience, and toughness that Al does? No, but he's far more talented. And Al's gonna be there this year, so he can help mold him. I think Al takes a more he's not gonna be exactly Udonis Haslam this year. Like he's gonna play, but he's going to take on more of a Haslam type role. I think he's going to play 15 to 20 minutes, but it's going to come down to his leadership and him kind of teaching those younger big men how to be effective NBA big men and how to win in the playoffs. So yeah, I think Al takes a little bit of a step back this year, Uh, but come playoff time, they're going to be rolling with Robert Williams and Christopher Porzingis as their big man. Now, what did they lose? They lost exactly what Al Horford brings. They lost leadership, playoff experience and toughness in Marcus Smart. That will hurt. Okay. But like I said, you need you still get that with Al. You still get that leadership playoff experience and toughness with Al Horford. Plus, you had too many guards that were limited offensively and one had to go. Unfortunately, that was unfortunately that was Marcus Smart. For the Grizzlies, however, that's exactly what the doctor ordered. They need leadership, playoff experience, toughness, maturity. Because Jesus Christ, Memphis has got to be the most immature team I've ever seen. Whether it be Ja, Dylan Brooks, who's probably not gonna be there next year, or Desmond Bain. Smart can come in right away, cut all that shit out, teach them how to be winners on and off the court. So when Ja comes back, I could easily see this team making a conference finals this year if everything goes right. They are that good. We saw last year when they had their heads on straight, they were running through teams. So if they can keep their heads on straight for the entire season, I can see Western Conference finals. Now, the if I just put out there of keeping their heads on straight is one of the biggest ifs that we've probably ever said on the, uh, on the Brickhouse segment. But if it if all goes right... Fifth. Yeah, exactly. If it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk, all right? And, and you know, we, it's it, it's going to be tough, okay? It's going to be tough for them to keep their heads on straight. But if they do, I could easily see them making a conference finals. Now, who do I think has a better shot at the finals? 
if the Celtics had also gotten Tyus Jones in this trade who went to the Wizards, I would have said the Celtics are easily the favorites in the East because they need exactly what Tyus Jones is because he would have fit perfectly. He runs the offense, he takes care of the ball, knocks down open shots, solid defender, really, really good point guard. But Boston, y'all don't have anyone to handle the ball. Y'all needed a veteran point guard like a Tyus Jones or like a Chris Paul if y'all want to win a title. Those guys would have been perfect, but now they're off the board, okay? Y'all are not winning a title with the combination of Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, and Peyton Pritchard running your offense. You want to know why? Because in the playoffs, we know it's going to turn into Tatum and Brown bringing the ball up the floor, neither of which are great at running the offense. Then it's going to turn into slow-paced iso ball. Then Tatum will fade, and Brown will turn the ball over and over and over again, and you'll go from feeling good again to getting knocked out in the conference finals. So the Celtics, you still got to make moves, okay? You still got to make moves. This roster is not complete. You got to get yourself a point guard, because if you don't get yourself a point guard, I don't see how you're going to make it out the East because that we saw the problem last year was, you know, they put too much responsibility on Tatum and Brown and Brown was having to dribble the ball, turn the ball over all the time. Tatum, you know, he wore down a little bit towards the end. So you need a point guard. You need someone to come in and initiate the offense or else it's, uh, I, hey. so it's going to be, it's going to be close. I think both these teams are going to end up in a similar spot next year, but we're going to move on. While we're on the subject of Wizards trades, damn, these like these Wizards for real, like just started to tank and then just get involved in every big trade. We might as well talk about the one that happened first and arguably the biggest one that happened since we haven't talked about it yet. Bradley Beal, you're a Phoenix Sun. It was CP3, Landry Shamit, and a couple of second round picks that the Wizards got in return. And now they'll move forward with just five notable players on their roster. But when it's KD, Booker, Beal, Aiton, and campaign, that makes it a little bit more palatable. So. Nick, I'm going to go to you first on this one, man. Give me your takeaways from this trade. Are the Suns the new title favorites now? Uh, I wouldn't say the Suns are the new title favorites as of yet. We got to see them round out their team. Yeah, they're definitely, they're. I mean, they're definitely going to be a dominant force to be wrecked with. Uh, they were, they were the only team to win two games against the Nuggets. They, they just added another supreme superstar that can score 25 points per game any given, any given day. Uh, so I think that what they did is fantastic and I just get to be the product and go see it because I live in Arizona. So I'm definitely going to be catching some games next year and get, get in seeing that trio. But for the Wizards, I mean, they shot themselves in the foot, man. Uh, when they gave Bradley Beal that no trade clause, it was kind of just like uh, one of the most idiotic things an NBA team could do, especially because Bradley Beal isn't one of the guys you would give a no trade clause to and so basically they couldn't wait it out like the nets did with or with like any other team did with their superstars to to gain more value they kind of just said well let's just ship it ship them off and get 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 it over with and uh like like i said earlier in the podcast i mean they 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 did this a year or two too late so they should have they should have done it two years ago but the fact that they're doing it now i mean they got some value but i don't think where the wizards front office is just a mess and i think it's going to continue to be a mess so wizards fans are going to have a long long seasons ahead of them have you ever met a wizards fan i have not <laughs> yeah i haven't either so what about you have you met a wizards fan do they exist i'm not sure wizards never fan exists. i've never I've seen never one on social fan. media I know. 
I've never they're, seen they're, anyone they're in a hiding. Wizards jersey. They're, they're hiding. Never, never seen anyone in a Wizards hat and a Wizards shirt. I haven't seen none of that. I'm pretty sure they do not exist. So yeah, I don't. I don't know if we should talk to Wizards fans because I don't think they are real. Uh, CISO, I'm gonna go to you, man. Uh, what do you think about this trade, man? Are, you know, what are, are the Suns the new title favorites now? What do you think about Bradley Beal going to the Suns? Man, I love Bradley Beal. Uh, only thing I can think about is Bradley Beal speaking to those group of kids, telling them he's gonna bust their ass. I don't know if you guys oh, saw yeah. that video. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Bradley, Bradley Beal is a certified bucket. I mean, I missed the, I missed the days of him and John Wall playing together. Um, I think the Suns. They, they they didn't have a problem on offense, so I didn't really understand the Bradley Bill trade. Um, they already have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, two of the best scores in the NBA. Then you add that's just all buckets. I mean, I don't think they're nowhere near the title favorites. I feel like to me, I've been seeing that a lot on ESPN and Sports Center, like. The Suns are the titles. I feel like that's extremely disrespectful to the team that didn't go seven games in the in, in the playoffs. Preach. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. No. <laughs> but seriously though, like I don't I don't see how I don't see how this is gonna work unless they come off of Aiden and get something for Aiden. I feel like I don't trust him at all. Um, we we seen him disappear in the playoffs. I mean, we know without Bill being there, we know KD and Booker is going to go get a bucket. But the problem was death and then lack of production from their, from one of their highest paid players on the team. So I don't know. I don't understand how this will work. They're definitely not the favorites. They're far away from the favorites to me. Um, so that's just uh, my take. I'm with you, CISO. I am actually – I'm with you. Listen – the like we like you guys talked about we got to see how they fill out their roster and you know they're you know it's it's we got to see how they fill out their roster but the hey hey phoenix listen i have some breaking news for you okay you like cecil was talking about you didn't lose in the playoffs last year because lack of offense okay you lost because you had no depth or defense facing a team with depth and defense guess what you still have no fucking depth and no fucking defense bradley beal doesn't guard and Bradley Beal isn't four different people, four different valuable depth pieces, okay? Which is what Phoenix needed. Also, you lose your point guard. Let me ask you something, Phoenix. Who's initiating this offense? No one. You're going to have Beal, Booker, and KD playing the point guard. Those aren't point guards, okay? I don't care what anybody says about Devin Booker and how, oh, he was good playing point guard in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he was fine against the Clippers who are always hurt, and they lost in the other series that they played that he was playing point guard. So you know what this is going to turn into? The 2021 Nets. You know what else this is going to turn into? The 2023 playoff Suns. All ISO, ISO, ISO. No one guards, and you have no depth. Congratulations, you just earned yourself a one-way ticket to not winning a championship. So listen, even if this team somehow does make the finals next year, but doesn't win it, guess what, Suns fans? That's still a failure. You have three All-Stars, two in their prime. You gave up everything to get them. So if you don't win a championship, that means if you get to the Western Conference Finals, or hell, you even get to the finals, and you don't win, you failed. And all this was for nothing. So Phoenix, pressure's on. I hope you can deal with it again. Phoenix said, hey, so we lost last year because we have no depth, no defense, and our third star is injury prone. Let's trade any chance of depth and defense for a third star that's injury prone. They said, hey, 
We have Devin Booker. So maybe we should acquire a true facilitating point guard so Devin Booker can be more of a scorer, which is his natural game. Then they said, wait, 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 wait a minute. What if we trade our true facilitating point guard for another worse version of Devin Booker? Because that's what Bradley Beal is. He's just a worse Devin Booker, okay? So I'm not saying this team won't be electric next year in the regular season. They're going to be box office. Nick's going to have a great time going to watch these sons play basketball next year in Phoenix, okay? They're going to be box office. I'm going to love watching them. It's going to be great to watch the Phoenix Suns. And maybe they can still make some moves to make them more viable, but it seems like it's just going to be a bunch of vet minimums with this room at this point, which that seems like the most likely outcome for their supporting cast. Because ain't nobody want DeAndre Ayton. They aren't trading him for anything valuable. And if they don't, they aren't winning an NBA title. That's what this is about. You don't trade your entire future for two 30-year-old injury-prone stars and put yourself in financial hell for a second-round loss, for a conference finals loss, or even an NBA finals loss. You do that to win a title. So if you don't, you failed. That's the bottom line. So I don't care how KD will try to weasel out of that at the end of the year. He'll probably be like, oh, it's actually all about personal development. Man, shut up. Assembling Team USA All-Star teams everywhere talking about personal development. You trying to stack a team for a ring, but can't win outside of Golden State. Go win outside of Golden State and prove me wrong, but you won't. So I don't want to hear a bunch of excuses at the end of the year. We've seen this movie so many times before. I know the ending. All the Brooklyn teams, last year in Phoenix, OKC, the fact that everyone is pretending like they don't blows my mind, okay? Literally imagine watching the same movie with the same people 10 times, okay? We're talking basketball, so say it's Space Jam, okay? The original Michael Jordan Space Jam. Yeah, no, no, we're talking about Space Jam, okay? <laughs> we're gonna say it's Space Jam, okay? So on the 10th time watching, somebody you're watching was like, I don't know, maybe the Monstars got this. It's like, hey, dumbass, you've seen this movie nine other times. They lose every time. How is this going to be any different? Somebody riddle me that. Nick, how is this going to be any different than last year? Uh, the only thing the way that it would be different is if they make three to four moves in the offseason that bolster this roster and uh, get someone who, who can distribute the ball to all those superstars. But, uh, yeah, to, I mean, to me, to see it, all it's, all it's going to do is sell more tickets and create more buzz in Phoenix. That's it. That's it. And maybe that's what the new ownership wanted. Maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe they're, they don't actually want a title. They just want to bring in ticket sales and they want to, you know, they want to drive up their prices or whatever the case may be. But you, for me, you make all those moves to win a title and you're not winning a title with that team unless you make some drastic, drastic moves and you get a point guard and you get rid of DeAndre Ayton. And that's all stuff that I don't think they can do at this point. So yeah, it's Phoenix for all you guys getting your hopes up. I know Josh was getting his hopes up. God damn. He was talking about the Suns going to the finals again. It's not going to happen. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. You're not winning a title with this team unless you make some huge moves that I don't think can happen. So with that, finally, enough about these meaningless various Washington Wizards trade talks. All right. Let's talk about the one thing in the NBA that matters for the next two decades. Victor Wem Bada Boop Bop Ban Yama. Okay. Big Vic. Young Wemby. Officially a San Antonio Spur. The greatest draft prospect since LeBron James will be in the organization that has had two number one overall picks since the 90s, and both of them won multiple NBA titles for our franchise and spent their entire careers here. Obviously, we also saw Charlotte take Brandon Miller out of Alabama at two. Portland got Scoot Henderson at three. Then the Thompson twins, uh, Amen and Asar, went four and five to the Rockets and Pistons, respectively. But this is the Wemby draft. We all know damn well this is the Wemby draft. But I'll go to you guys. I'll go to Nick first. 
Nick, what do you think? Who's what's the takeaways from draft night? You know, who won that? Who won this draft? And does Wemby end up the best player in this draft? If not, who does? So uh, there's only one winner, and the winner was uh, given away on what was it a month ago? Whenever they did the lottery, uh, actual. So it, it it's been it it's been a day coming for Spurs fans, and they finally had their day. So congratulations, Matt, and to all you Spurs fans, you guys have the who should be the rookie of the year, the best player in this in this draft class. If he's not the best player, that's going to be a huge failure on Wimby and and to all Spurs fans. So, I, but I don't expect that to happen. I expect him to come out the gate average. Probably first year around maybe 18 points per game. Uh, have have some struggles, but I think he'll I think he'll fi- figure out the NBA and figure out how how he needs to orchestrate so he can uh, he can just dominate. And for for the other teams, I think some of the some of the losers, the the Portland Trailblazers, man. How how can you be happy with drafting a point guard who's undersized, just like Dame Willard? And you want to pair him with Dame Lillard. It it just doesn't seem like that's the way to go. I don't think Damian Lillard wants that. I don't think he said that he wants out. But I I kind of expect that this is the the, the off season or mid season next year that Damian Lillard his time in Portland is taken down. Yeah, I mean it's it's got to be trending that way. I mean you already have your backcourt in Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons. So to pick Scoot Henderson to me seems like we're trading Damian Lillard. Like you're like that that would be the smart thing for Portland to do at this point because you've got all this young talent. You got Damian Lillard, you got Simons, you got Shaden Sharp, like you got some good young talent over there. You're not going to win a title with that team. You got to you got to move off Dame, you got to get as much young talent and picks as you can. I agree, Nick. I think that's the that's the direction where this is headed, but see so I'm going to go to you man. Who won draft night? And does Wimby end up the best player in this draft? The Spurs is back, baby. <laughs> I think, ah! yeah, I think, I think Wimby is, is clearly gonna be the best player because he got drafted to the best coach. Like that means a lot. Like if if he would have went anywhere else, I would I would have been yeah. But I mean, his skill set, talent, and alone is I mean will make him the winner of the draft. But he's for sure the winner of the draft getting drafted to Greg Popovich you know like so I feel like um I, like Nick said I don't really understand the, the uh Portland draft is school Henderson but I understand they got they they were third in the draft so Hornets yep. quickly snatched up uh Brandon Miller so they ain't have no choice I think Brandon Miller would have been the person they need uh uh, uh, six nine forward, Paul George type of guy, but he would have been he would have paired right with Dane with Scoop, like a six two point guard. When you got Anthony Simmons and Dane, I I didn't think that um with Brandon Miller getting chose second, I thought they were going to end up trading because you know the talks around the Pelicans and Zion. I thought that trade was going to actually happen because that would that would have been nice. That would have kept. Dame in Portland if Zion could go over there and Scoot I think Scoot would have fit well with with the Pelicans but I don't know man um yeah it's it's Wimby all day rookie of the year I'm calling it big double double 
18, 18 and 11 rebounds. That's what I'm calling. Mm. That's what I'm calling. That's what I project. Then, then it's only going up from there. Yep. Cecil, I'm going to tell you something, man. You're goddamn right. You're goddamn right. It's only going up from there. This first year. So listen, okay. If you if you guys really wanted me to come on here and talk about Brandon Miller or the Magic getting Anthony Black or the the Heat oh. getting Jaime Hawkins, <laughs> okay. I'm sure all those guys will be great players. But I'm going to be honest, okay? After pick one in this draft, nothing else mattered. No one really cared after pick one. There's no need to pretend like you did because you didn't, okay? What's crazy is we knew exactly who was going to get picked, pick one, and still everyone tuned in to see it. Thursday's draft was the most viewed TV program across all television for the night. The audience peaked at 6 million viewers while Wemby was getting drafted. That's 33% higher than when LeBron got drafted. So that's why Wemby is all that matters in this draft. He's box office. He's already a star. The people want to see him. They knew he was getting picked and still tuned in at record numbers to watch. So yes, the Spurs won the draft. Like Nick said, they won the draft when they won the draft lottery. And we got the right bounce of the ping pong balls. That's when we won the draft, okay? They got a guy who his rookie year, CISO, you said 18 and 11. Uh, Nick, you said like 18 and 10. I'm saying 20, 10 and three blocks per game. Book it, okay? And he, like CISO said, he's only going to get better from there. His shooting isn't great. It's only going to get better. He shot 27% from three last year, but he shot 83% from the line, okay? So if you see a good free throw shooter, that's a good indication that they're going to turn into a good shooter shooter, okay? He's only going to get bigger. He's only going to get stronger. He's only going to learn more from Pop, from Duncan, from Tim Robinson, both or from uh, David Robinson, excuse me, who have both reached out to help him already. He's only going to learn more from Tony Parker, his countryman, about how to play with Pop and how the European game translates to the NBA game he's only going to get better the only thing that's going to derail this is injuries I'm going to find a whole forest to knock on wood after this okay I'm going to knock on every single tree that I see okay because I obviously injuries we do not want injuries okay but listen watch out NBA watch out he will lead this team to an NBA championship. He will lead the Spurs to a Larry O'Brien trophy. Book it. I don't care if it's next year. I don't care if it's 10 years down the road. This man will lead the Spurs to an NBA championship and a finals MVP. The way scouts talk about this kid, the way he carries himself, the way he handles his business off the court, then his game and his potential on the court, it's over. Spurs in three, ladies and gentlemen. Spurs in three. The NBA is done. You are cooked. Have fun winning whatever meaningless games you're going to win the next few years because it's over. Me, Victor Wembanyama, Big Vic, I'm coming for you, NBA. It's over. But with that, that's going to finish the Brick House episode here at House Call Sports. Thank you guys so much for watching. Again, I'm going to give a shout out to all of our sponsors real quick. The first one I'm going to give a shout out to is Liquid IV. Go get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code at the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code, the underscore house, underscore call, underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. Watermelon Liquid IV is my go-to, okay? I lift weights. I got two outdoor jobs here on Maui. I was working last week. I sweat through three. I was wearing three shirts because it was. I was trying to protect myself from the sun. I sweat through all three of them, okay? It's super humid. The sun's always out. I get burnt if I don't have the, the proper protection, okay? So I lose a lot of electrolytes. I get three times the electrolytes with Liquid IV and the great taste. So use the promo code and hit the link in the description to go get Liquid IV, okay? We are also sponsored by sportmemorabilia.com, the one-stop shop to get all your authentic sporting merchandise. I got a couple jerseys from there, some hats, a pullover type long sleeve. You know goddamn well I'm ordering my Victor Wembanyama jersey. 
from sportmemorabilia.com. So hit the link in the description to get all your merchandise at sportmemorabilia.com. We are also sponsored by Fubo TV, the world's only sport-focused live TV streaming service with top leagues and teams, plus popular shows, movies, and news for the entire household. There's no hidden fees. Go get a free trial. Browse available plans. I use Fubo. I love that you get tons of channels. You can watch tons of sports. You can watch NBA, NFL, MLB. You can watch whatever you want. You can watch Victor Wembanyama win the next 20 NBA titles on Fubo TV. So hit the link in the description to go check that out. And if you are a bro who's up real early like I am, it is 6.43 a.m. Hawaii time as we're recording this, okay? If you're up real early like I am and you need a coffee company that's not only going to provide you with everything from award-winning roasts to your necessary equipment, your espresso machines, your grinders, your filters to your recipes, as well as a coffee-to-water ratio calculator, go to Coffee Bros' website, whose link is in our description to get everything that you need that is coffee-related. So go get Coffee Bros, bro. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all your feedback. Make sure you drop your your stat line Wendy predictions in the comments. Suns fans, I bet you guys are going to be in the comments because I kind of I kind of went off on y'all. Okay, so be sure in the comments. We appreciate all your feedback. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms as well at the House Call Sports, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, and Twitter. We've got merch. Go meet the crew. And we've got blogs up on our website. Our website is www.thehousecall.com, and that's going to be it for us. Peace. Because I feel like Patrick Mahomes owes a lot of how well he how good he is as a quarterback. Andy Reid. Andy being brought up in Andy Reid's system. Andy Reid is.